This is the John Muzo Leadership Podcast. Hey, thanks for uh, sharing some time with us today. I have my friend uh, Tony Cook with us today. Tony, you've been in ministry 37 plus years? Yes, yes. And how many of those years in supportive ministry? Uh, we spent 22 years as an assistant pastor, uh, teaching in Bible school, uh, different things, but 22 years in supportive ministry, wow. where I was an assistant, always under somebody else's vision, umbrella. And, and so that formed... Uh, the basis for a lot of what our ministry has focused on over the years because we learned the importance of teamwork and assisting, helping a pastor, working under a senior leader and being cooperative and helpful. Now, we're going to talk about the uh, a, a book and, and that you've written, material that goes along with it, uh, a DVD mm-hmm. curriculum that goes along with it. But not just that, there are many other things that you've written as well. One of the purposes, Tony, of the podcast is certainly I want guys to be able to be exposed to men like you and ladies to hear someone like you and to learn from what they're going to learn today. But, I, but I'm also, I know for me that once I hear somebody, if I can have some next steps to really gather more mm-hmm. of what's, because 20 minutes, we're never going to get the depths of, of what God really has invested in your life. So I know there's uh, that you, for these last 15 years plus, you've been speaking in churches, you've been speaking around the world, you've written books, You've uh, the one we're going to talk about today, In Search of Timothy. But before we get to In Search of Timothy, just real quickly, if you could, name the books that you've written. Just give us like a, a real, hey, this is about this, and then tell us how, how to get the books other than okay. Amazon, but like your website. And, and I know most of these are translated into multiple languages. So just kind of run us through if you could. You bet. Thank you, John. I know recently you just came out with another one, so yes, let us sir. know about it. Uh, I have eight books. Um, four of them are really dealing with church staff and uh, leadership, teamwork, and those four are In Search of Timothy, and um, it happens to be in Arabic, Russian, uh, German... Uh, Italian? Uh, it's not an Italian. Oh, come on, sorry, man. sorry. Jeez. And uh, uh, but Spanish, Portuguese, and I don't know. It's it's in several. But um, in search of Timothy is um, it's our best selling book um, because so many pastors recognize yes. that their people, you know, need. to Well, be we use trained. it here on our staff mm-hmm. and the DVDs. Our staff they run their, they'll use it to, to to share with their teams. You bet, and that's such a valuable and important area. We also also wrote a book called Qualified, which deals with the. Uh, uh, qualifications of spiritual leadership, uh, dream team that has to do with uh, teamwork, mm-hmm. written with kind of a sports motif background, f- scriptural, of course, but using a lot of uh, wisdom from coaches and great teams. Because you were you played tennis in college. Yes. You, and had, you had a collegiate level of athleticism. You you, you, you won Wimbledon in what year? Yeah, it's escaping <laughs> me on what year I won Wimbledon. I'm, I'm sure that's somewhere back there, but uh, actually I've never even visited Wimbledon, uh, but uh, I did attend the uh, U.S. Open once uh, in, cool. in the stands, sitting way up high. Okay. Uh, but... Um, and then um, one book called The Workbook, which deals with just um, what it means to have a great work ethic yes. and and how to work as unto the Lord. So those are all really good for ministry, serving, church staff, et cetera. And then we just wrote some also just for believers, you know, uh, a book called Life After Death, 
that's helpful for grief recovery issues. And we use that here as well. Small groups have been born out of that mm-hmm. here. Excellent. And through the storms, helping people learn to deal with adversity. And um, a book on grace, Grace, the DNA of God. And a book, our most recent book is called Lift, yes. uh, Experiencing the Elevated Life. And for most six out of our eight books, we have a video curriculum that goes with it, mm-hmm. anywhere from eight to 14 lessons by video. And they're, all the books are designed with questions and answers so that uh, church can get the books and the video series and and take their church staff through them, take volunteer teams through them. And that's one of the most gratifying things that we hear is when churches are taking their leaders and their workers yes. through these. But our website, uh, TonyCook.org, and my last name has an E on the end of Cook. As a matter of fact, when I checked into the hotel last night, they called me Tony cookie. And um, so I I'll felt, have to tell Gerald Brooks that. Felt very welcome. Yeah, Gerald will love that. And uh, But it's TonyCook.org, cook with an E on the end of it. And um, our, our whole website is designed to resource and provide articles. And we've had 2.7 million people on our website and wow. um, in like 270 language groups. Wow. And um, I just found out, I just got back from Brazil and the pastor was telling me through the interpreter, because he doesn't speak English, that he really enjoys my articles. And I thought, how do you read my articles there in English? And he says, oh, Google Translate. Wow. And so I, I was just kind of an epiphany that people in all these other languages are able to you know, uh, benefit from these resources as well. So our, our assignment, what, what we felt God told us to do when we stepped into traveling ministry 15 years ago, real simple, strengthen churches and leaders. And everything we do is toward that end. That's tremendous. I don't have time to tell the full story of when I took a message off of your website for Christmas. It's much to the chagrin of my wife when it was about the genealogy of Jesus and four women in the genealogy of Jesus, two of which were <laughs> prostitutes. And on Christmas Eve, I used to refer to them as the, with the word whore multiple times. And it was, I wish I had time to tell the story, but let's just say at the end of the service, Michelle came to me because there were multiple Christmas Eves, and she's literally pulled me aside and not screaming, yelling, but like, what is wrong with you? Can't you tell the Christmas story like a normal human being? I said, babe, it's Tony Cook's fault, and I've been blaming you for years. Our staff actually calls that message affectionately the whores of Christmas. Yes, yes. And so just so you know, you've been blamed Every time I've been, people, how could you do something so stupid? I said, I got it off of Tony Cook's website. And and I just want to make a public comment here (laughs) that um, what people do with my messages (laughs) is not really in the the, uh, uh, realm of my responsibility, especially when they take all kinds of creative liberties. But, But Pastor John, you sharing that story with me has brought me untold joy. <laughs> well, on the website, of course, just to get through the resource part of this, I want people to know when they go to TonyCook.org, of course, all the books, all the, the DVD, all the resources are there. There's also great quotes. There's uh, uh, there's availability to get sermons based on topics mm-hmm. and needs. And funeral special events, resources. Funeral resources. It is loaded with uh, everything from uh, podcasts where you're or not podcasts, but where you're interviewing people. I should say from everything from legal to emotional to psychological. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's um, there's a, it's an incredible resource for people. So I Thank always you. want people to take next steps 
in our podcast to be able to to better their life beyond this 20 minutes. Uh, but what inspired you? Let's speak specifically to In Search of Timothy. Uh, what inspired you to, to, to write it to begin with? I had to learn how to be an assistant. I think there's a lot of people that have a call of God upon their life, but they don't realize that being in a number two position is a valid calling. Yes. How many people have said to assistant pastors, you know, when are you really going to go into the ministry? Exactly. You know, when are you going to have your own church? And uh, the reason I, I wrote the book and the reason we focused on Timothy is because Timothy is most known for the supportive nature of his heart toward Paul. Um, Paul had Timothy. Uh, Moses had Joshua. Uh, David had Jonathan and the mighty men of David. And we always focus on the senior leader. And no doubt senior leaders are of extreme importance. But whenever God wants to do something in the earth, four things happen. Number one, he raises up a leader. Noah, Abraham, Moses, David. Uh, He gives the leader an assignment tells Noah to build an ark, tells Abraham to take a journey, tells Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, set my people free. The third thing that happens is the leader panics. Uh, (laughs) The leader says, God, I can't do this. It's too big for me. You know, Moses, I don't speak very well. Um, Gideon uh, said, I'm from too poor of a family. We're the least in our tribe and all that. And um, so the leader goes through a crisis of faith where they realize that in their own natural limitations, they can't do what God has told them to do. But there's a fourth thing that happens, and that is that God answers and says, I will be with you. And he tells that leader who he has raised up and given an assignment that he will be with them, that his anointing, his presence, uh, God will give them wisdom and ability. But God's answer to those leaders throughout the Bible is never just spiritual. It's never just, I will be with you. God always goes on and tells that leader, and I will give you people to help you. Um, You know, Moses had Aaron and Joshua and uh, Miriam, probably the worship leader, and, um, you know, the elders and the tabernacle builders. And uh, David had, you know, Jonathan and then the mighty men of David that we referred to. Paul had Timothy and Titus and Barnabas and Mark and Silas and Luke and all these guys. And, you know, even Jesus had a team of people um, that the leader was training up, but the leaders were being helped You know, Jesus, uh, you know, would have the disciples go and arrange things and organize things and set up places to stay and arrange transportation and different things. Um, The leaders that we see trying to function alone in the Bible are Elijah. Uh, he ended up wanting to die in a cave, yeah. and um, and Jonah. He ended up wanting to die. Uh, l- people who tried to do it all by themselves in the Bible didn't right. end up really in good shape. Uh, God always starts with a leader, but He always finishes with a team. Yes, and people need to be trained how to be a Timothy. Uh, how to, and my wife always says, don't forget the women, how to be a Timothina, because many times in the Bible you see women were, you know, Phoebe in, you know, uh, Centria, and uh, 
different ones that served in different capacities, but there needs to be uh, training. There needs to be a cultivation. You know, Paul made a statement, and this is probably the key text in our book, In Search of Timothy. He said, I hope to come to you, uh, to the Philippians, Philippians 2.19, uh, but until then, I'm going to send Timothy to you. Mm. And a Timothy is somebody who can represent the pastor, somebody who can... Um, uh, work on his behalf. And he said, and Paul said this, I think this is really tragic. He said, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state, mm-hmm. for all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. Wow. And you know, we look at Paul as the greatest leader, or obviously a great leader, right. and there was a point in time where he said, I've only got one guy that, that really has my heart. That word like-minded, when Paul said, I, I only have one person who's like-minded, it's from two Greek words that mean equal soul. Wow. And see, there's a lot of people that have talent, but not everybody has the heart of the pastor. Not, not everybody uh, shares the vision and the values and, and is willing to work in partnership and teamwork strategically you know, with the pastor. So many times people have their own agenda. Right. Um, you know. Well, Tony, you know, sometimes that the difficulty in working under somebody is that the closer you get to the person, the more you see their flaws, mm-hmm. the more you realize this person needs help. Right. And so... But if you really think that through, this person needs help is why this whole topic exists. Exactly. But sometimes when there's this illusion that a leader is more than they are mm-hmm. and the illusion that, that they can do more than they really can do, and I think sometimes if a leader buys into it, they become dangerous. But if, if quote, those who are called to actually fulfill a mission buy into it, they think, well, there's no value of me actually coming alongside this. I know in our own church here, 24 years old, uh, there, there's, we're not even close to where we are today without this team. We're not even in the ballpark of it, anywhere even remotely close mm-hmm. to what God's brought us to because of the key men and women mm-hmm. that have come alongside this, and God is graced to do their parts. But what would you say the greatest challenges pastors and staff face are when they work together? Well, you've really alluded to it, and that is seeing each other's weaknesses, okay. um, seeing each other's imperfections. If all I ever see is Pastor John Nuzo in the pulpit right. when he's under the anointing, I'm probably going to have... Hopefully uh, under Hopefully that. under the anointing. That's probably not... In the whores of Christmas, it wasn't yeah. that night, but that's okay. <laughs> that was uh, not, yeah, even, not no, even close. No, but, no anointing there. Um, but... Um, you know, one of the terms we use in our book, and we use it in reference to every leader and every follower, is that every single one of us is deficient by design. Yeah. In other words, Pastor John Nuzzo has some tremendous gifts and tremendous abilities, but there's areas where he is deficient. And everybody on your staff has areas where they're strong and areas where they're not everybody's deficient by design. Yes. And so if we can accept that and not be offended when we see each other's deficiencies, but learn how instead to combine and merge our strengths, then we can become something as a team that we could never be individually. Yes. I use the illustration of a woman who was in a retirement center and she'd had a stroke and her left side was very paralyzed. And she had been a concert pianist 
when, you know, in her earlier days. And she was, you know, really, it was a, a void in her life that she could no longer go to the piano and play the way she used yeah. to. But one day she heard coming from the piano room um, some beautiful music, but it was a new person in the retirement center who also is a very gifted piano player who had had a stroke that affected their right side. And what she immediately realized, wait a minute, I can play with my, well, what, whichever, one of them could use one side, one could use yeah, the other, yeah. get my left and right turned around. But she went and sat down beside the lady, and each lady used her good hand, oh, wow. and together they were able to play, you know, beautiful music together. Wow. And see, that's really the picture of every leader. Every leader has something that works really well. Maybe they're extremely inspirational. Maybe they're very strategic. Maybe they're a profound Bible teacher. But not everybody is strong in all areas. And so God puts people together who are each one deficient by design so that when they combine their strengths, God is able to do something through a team of people that, that an individual could not have accomplished. And then, you know, there, there's the skill issues of deficiency, but then there's also kind of the, the, you know, the immaturities or the imperfections, the carnalities or whatever. And I don't share any of this to, for people to perpetuate yes. um, something that they need to get straightened out in their life. But all of us have things in our life that, you know, if we work close enough long, you know, yes. something about you is going to irritate me. Absolutely. And yeah. something about me is going to irritate you. And so many people, they just get in the flesh when they're on staff. They get offended at each other. Yes. And pastors can get offended at their staff. Staff can get offended at the pastor because they see these imperfections right. that you may not see if you're just a congregation member. One thing that, and this is also in the book, um, in, in Search of Timothy, um, the Lord put a little thing in my heart when I first started as an assistant pastor back in 1980, and he gave me this instruction. I believe it was really kind of a word of wisdom. He said, I want you, to, I want you number one, to serve the purpose of God, serve my purpose. Yes. Number two, I want you to respect the office in which the pastor stands. Mm. And number three, I want you to learn to work with the pastor's personality. Wow. And and that became such a help to me because, uh, you know, when we work with each other's personalities, you can be a good day, bad day, um, you know, high, low, you know, personality issues can be all over the board. Right. But the purpose of God is steady. So if I, as an assistant pastor or any supportive role, if I, number one, serve the purpose of God, then I'm going to stay steady. Right. I'm not going to be up and down based on whether the pastor said something that hurt my feelings right. or you know, got on my nerves or whatever. Number one, we serve the purpose of God. Number two, we respect the office that the person stands in. And then number three, this is far down the priority list, we learn to work with the personality. If someone's commitment to their church is based on the personality issue, mm. As soon as they get offended by something in somebody's personality, they're gone. Absolutely right. But the purpose of God is going to be steady and strong and stable and consistent. And if that's our number one basis for serving, then we can have teams that last. 
and we're not going to just have constant turnover right. on teams. Because you know what it is. If somebody's working with you, it takes a few years of Absolutely. working together just to where you can learn to work together effectively. Yes. And if people leave every two years, you never have the... Um, it's hard to play the piano together with separate hands if you don't work yeah, together very take long. Take some practice. Take some practice to work together. The, your, your ministry, Tony, has been an example of serving other ministries your whole life. Even the ministry you've done outside of being in a supportive role, even as you've served in your own ministry, it's been about that. And I think the title of the book speaks to those who are serving under a vision, but I think it also speaks to those who are in leadership to a responsibility that, that by design... Mm-hmm. We should be searching for the Timothys, meaning that we should be valuing the people around us uh, at, at, at a greater level. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes as leaders, if there's any insecurity in our life, we can need to diminish others to feel okay about ourselves. And I think if there's any requirement of a leader is to to get before God and get the help you need, to get secure enough, mm-hmm. to value people, and to be okay with people being better than you at virtually, hopefully, everything. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, our staff, they tease me a lot because I'm not a good detail person. And, and so we, they, we have a lot of jokes about it. But I always kind of end up with a joke with saying, but listen, if I were functional, think of how many people weren't, wouldn't be employed here. That's right. You know, I mean, my deficits create all these opportunities for and people. And job security. And job security, you know. And so, but we really are, as I think, if we could wind this down to when Paul uh, was talking about he and Apollos. And he said, neither one of us are anything but it's mm-hmm. God that gives the increase. Because I think in our culture today, leaders are felt, to, people say, well, that's better than being a, quote, follower. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not better. There, there is no better. It's like my elbow being jealous of my other elbow. Mm-hmm. It's a purpose. And, and what I want to encourage people to do as we close, Tony, as we thank you for taking the time to do this, is to take the time and to and learn from people who have lived something and, you know, I jokingly say, I can't believe my friends are as old as you because we're really getting older, you know, and I've known you for over 30 years, but there's been a, a, such a line of consistency. And so what I would encourage pastors to do is, is to, to, you can read a person's book and get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of their life mm-hmm. that God put in their heart to give to you. And, and the DVDs, I, I go past rooms here, even on Sunday mornings, our worship team, early, They'll be, they're going through it together, and they're working with their, their whole teams. And uh, So I really want to encourage people to get the books, get the resources, use them in their churches. Go on TonyCook.org, to cook with an E, yes. and, uh, and, and, and avail themselves to the resources. And uh, I just want to just thank you for taking the time to, to share this with us today and share your heart. And, uh, and I just pray that every pastor listening to this takes some next steps with these things so that they can truly fulfill the mission of God in their hearts. So, mm-hmm. hey, guys, so thanks, for, thank you for listening today. Look forward to next month. God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in to the John Nuzzo Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to rate, review, and share this podcast on iTunes. It's a great way to get the word out and to help others grow as leaders. We'll see you back here next time for another episode of the John Nuzzo Leadership Podcast.